T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Welcome to Overnight America with Ryan Recker on KMOX. Sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts, michaelsflooringoutlet.com. And welcome to Overnight America. Wow. It is a Tuesday night, just a programming note. That the next couple of nights, Brad Young will be hosting. I'll be taking tomorrow off and then filling in on our sister station on 97.1, Mark Cox Morning Show, for a couple of shows, which will be pretty fun. But we got a full show tonight scheduled for you in the next segment. Dave Glover, who is going to be starting his KMOX show, his big debut is on Monday. And I'm very excited to talk to him about what you can expect with his show. That'll be coming up in the next segment and Cardinals pitcher has a new book out called one line drive Daniel Ponce de Leon. And when he comes on uh, part of the book is about his faith. A big part of the book is about his faith. And I'm really looking forward to talking to him about that. You know, I'm not a X's and O's type of sports guy, but when it comes to faith talk, I can do that all day. So having him on tonight, I think will be uh, very nice. And I'm looking forward to it next hour. We're actually going to talk to someone that's an insider at the IRS and how dysfunctional it really is as you're probably getting ready or maybe already have paid your taxes. You know this already. Any grown adult would know this. Dr. Dean Finelli is joining us from Washington, D.C. Does America need a fourth vaccine? He's got an answer to that. And later on the show tonight in the 10 o'clock hour, I'm super excited about this. I found a classic KMOX broadcast from St. Patrick's Day, March 17th, 1966. That's hosted by J. Roy McCarthy. And he has two natives from Ireland, uh, both of them in town for a speech in Illinois. And I think one still lives in Ireland. The other one lives in Pennsylvania, but grew up in Ireland. And they talk about their experiences, some of the news of the day. And they took some phone calls, too, in the history, some Irish history, which is real fascinating. Big, big, big show planned for you tonight, as always. I wanted to um, at least start off by the interview that Mayor Lida Cruzen gave to CNN, talking about how some of this COVID money is going to be spent in our area. We got about $500 million or so that's being sent this way. And I know that everyone has a different idea of how to spend it. Um, where will it go, though? And what will it be spent on? Here's part of that interview. You do have to spend the money over about three and a half years. So by December 31st, 2024. So that's that's a, a long period of time, I think, to meet some of the crises that, that cities are facing and, and our city here in St. Louis is facing. 
Um, you know what scares me a little bit about that? So we're going to have a new mayor in a couple of months. We're going to have an election. And Mayor Lida Krusen is not running for re-election. And what we're probably going to have is a mayor that's pretty far left progressive. And to think that some of that money could go towards progressive causes that necessarily have nothing to do with fighting the virus scares me a lot because now we're talking about wasted money. The money that is earmarked and meant to try to help people fight the virus is going to be used in ways that who knows? Who knows? That scares me a little bit. Um, so we're, we're excited about that opportunity. We have a huge revenue shortfall as a result, as a result of COVID. Of course, we also have a housing crisis, a looming eviction crisis, uh, and, and many other needs. We have a lot of people who are hurting, who are out of jobs or who've had their, their hours reduced and are, are really on the edge. So we're, we're quite, um, encouraged by this uh by this stimulus money sure but you're not going to be the one doing it and for all things that we could look at with the track record of mayor lida krusen as someone that runs as a democrat she's pretty responsible even during the first round of coronavirus spending i thought she did a great job she spent it responsibly compared to what we saw in the county who spent it irresponsibly irresponsible throwing money let's let's build permanent morgues which we'll never use and let's throw money over at this hotel and let's do this let's hang up hang up flat screen tvs <laughs> what at least in the city of st louis they were more practical in the way they spent it i can see all of that completely disappearing if this money is going to be spent over the long haul of a new administration so uh here's another one well we expect that that a large amount of this money will go to providing rental assistance additional funds will go to providing homeless assistance uh many people are couch surfing or are uh literally don't have their own bed to sleep in at night. So a lot of this money will go in that direction. Uh, we also expect St. Louis has uh, a very high poverty rate. And in addition to that, we have a very old building stock. And so we are also hoping to be able to use some of these funds to bring some buildings back up to provide for good workforce housing for people. So a lot of needs, housing, certainly public safety, why don't she just say downtown we have a lot of eyesores? What's the first impression people get of St. Louis when they're driving in for a Cardinals game? Not always the greatest, depending on where you're coming from. If you're coming from the south up into St. Louis, <laughs> not the greatest look. And it could be scary, intimidating when you see a bunch of abandoned buildings. But is that something that should be used as funding for part of the coronavirus? How do you tie that in? I don't know. Will it be spent for that? Who knows? A new administration comes in and they can decide something completely different. That scares me. But we'll talk more about that over the course of the show. In fact, I want to make sure we have enough time for both of our guests this hour. Right after the break, Dave Glover is going to join us. And we're going to talk about his move to KMOX, which happens next week. Very excited about that. It's Overnight America KMOX. Weekday mornings at 830. Charlie Brennan and Amy Marks Kors provide perspective on KMOX and KMOX.com. You're going to hear him starting next week on KMOX for the last 20 years. He was on 97.1. Dave Glover, how are you? Good, buddy. How are you, man? Thanks Good. Thanks for having me on the show. Super exciting to get you on to the KMOX side. What a weird transition for you being at one radio station for 20 years, and all of a sudden you find yourself on KMOX. Yeah, it's, it's not just that. I mean, again, my life has been so Forrest Gumpian, like, when I tell my story, it's literally unbelievable. And this is just the next chapter of disbelief. 
Steve Moore, my boss, your boss, who runs KMOX N971, was just laughing the other day. He said, I've been the, the, the PD of KMOX exactly the same amount of time that you've been on 97.1. And he said, the biggest problem we've ever had at KMOX was you. You know, you were constantly going after us, specifically set your targets on us. You really hurt our ratings. You really hurt our revenue. And now I'm hiring you to try to this and bring us back. So it's even weirder the fact that I've only been at one radio station. I'm going to this station that has been my arch enemy for 20 years. <laughs> if I remember, the very start was 97.1 a female-oriented talk station. No, it was just a cluster. It was just a <laughs> cluster of chaos. Like we, I think we're the second FM talk station in the country, mm-hmm. and they had—I mean, honestly—they had no idea what they were doing. I was their flagship show, and I had never been on the air before. So that tries to tell you the quality we're looking at. (laughs) We were just a regular talk station, and then like a year into it, someone decided, let's do female talk. And I'll never forget this. I asked my boss, Jeff Allen, so what do I do different? He's like, absolutely nothing. We don't know what female talk is. Just keep doing the same thing. (laughs) And and it changed the name a bunch of times. And and it wasn't until about probably 10 years ago that they hit upon the political thing. And, uh, and now it's all, you know, Republican politics, except for my show. But yeah, before that, it was just a regular old talk station. Oh, wow. So 20 years on 97.1, starting on Monday, which is the 22nd, the Dave Glover Show could be heard starting at 2 o'clock here on KMOX. I'm wondering, did you listen to other talk shows when you were on 97.1, at least in the very beginning? Or were you just so focused on your own show, you didn't really even monitor what else was out there? No, I think my theory is anyone who does anything creative, their first couple of years, you're just doing a bad imitation of someone else. And so when I started out in 2000, I was this weird amalgam of Howard Stern and Stephen D.C. and Rush Limbaugh, and I wasn't doing any of them any justice. And it took me two or three years to even begin to find my own voice. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I listened to other shows. I marveled at other shows. And it took me a long time, like a stand-up comedian, I would think, to get the confidence to just go, okay, this is what I do. And maybe you'll like it, maybe you won't. And I just got really fortunate that enough people liked it. You know, sometimes when a scientist or whatever uh, is up for a Nobel Prize, they'll get that call in the middle of the night because there's a big time difference between where the committee makes the decision and here in the United States, and they'll answer the phone, and they'll believe it's a prank call. They'll think it's one of their buddies calling (laughs) them and cranking them. So when you got that call and Steve Moore says, hey, we're going to – we want to talk about switching you over to KMOX. Did you feel like it was a prank at first? Yeah, it it just felt so surreal. Um, even though it's sort of like the cards and the cups. If you played for one of those teams for your whole career, uh, obviously they're the enemy. But you also, if you're not a monster, have great respect for them. I'm sure the Cardinals have great respect for the Cubs organization and, and vice versa. So even when I was going after KMOX, I realized that I was, and 97.1 was, the underdog going after the big whale. Because KMOX was legendary, and we were nothing. We were this young, upstart, cult kind of a radio station. You know, I've told the story many times that when I was a little kid, some of my earliest memories are eating 
material with my dad in the morning, listening to KMOX and hearing the morning march and listening to Jack Buck and Mike Shannon call the Cardinals games when I was a teenager and my dad was barbecuing. Um, so KMOX has, as you well know, such a legendary storied history. And one of the things that helped me make the decision to do this was I was talking to my son, who's 26 now, and, and please, please, no one take this, that I'm saying that I'm ever going to be in the league of a Costas or a Jack Buck or, or a Carney or something like that. But he said, Dad, if you could just be in the same sentence that you were on the station as these guys, that would really mean a lot to me. And I'm like, decision made. That's it. Mm, wow. Like, if I even have the chance to be uh, cracking the mic on KMOX the same as those gods of radio did, then I'm going to take a shot at it. I suspect you might know the answer to this, but it might not actually hit you until Monday. Do you think that it'll feel like a continuation of your current show, or do you feel like you're starting at day one again? I really think it's both. Uh, so far, the only pushback I'm getting from my audience at 97.1 is, God, I hope you don't change the whole show. I hope that they don't KMO exit, which I think probably means... Uh, you know, water it down because I'm very, as you know, very edgy and I can be very sophomoric in bathroom humor. And there are, I'm, I'm certainly going to have to lop off the top 10 or 20% of the dirty stuff and the, and the innuendo stuff that I do, uh, because it is, it's just a classier radio station. I mean, once it's came luck, but, but no, it's, it's, it's going to be my show, but there's no doubt that come 2 PM on Monday, the 22nd, I'm going to be terrified. And, uh, and, and, anyone, and anyone who would say that they weren't, they're just lying. One of the hardest parts will probably be the force of habit of saying 97.1. Like for the 20 years you've said it, now yeah. you're going to have to switch over and say KMOX. It's going to be tough because subconsciously it's muscle memory at a lot of times. You can't help yourself. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Another thing, too, is... Um, and look, I'm not bagging on 97.1. I mean, it's my baby, and uh, and I helped to build it. So I love that station. I love that signal. But it's sort of been like the Little Rascals production. We kind of could do anything we wanted. I certainly could on, on the DGS in the afternoon. KMOX is a real radio station. You guys have rules. <laughs> like, you know, it's it's we go, we go to traffic and weather at this time, and I don't care what you're talking about. You're going to go to traffic and weather. That's going to be a challenge, is just being able to do what I do and hit the marks when for 20 years I've been able to just kind of, um, one consultant called me the lazy river of radio once, and I was so offended, but looking back, he was absolutely right. There's nothing wrong with that. It's probably not a terrible way to do radio. I mean, you've become comfortable in your own style, so it's going to be a little bit of an adjustment, but luckily you've got some good people around you that are coming along too that'll be able to help you. Yeah, great people. Rachel, who has been my producer for the past five years, is just the most talented, funniest person I've probably ever known. Tony has been with me for 19 years, Tony Colombo. Uh, so, yeah, it, it, and I'm not a monologuer. I don't know how you do it. I don't know how Rush did it. I don't know how Glenn Zach does it. Sean Hannity, I'm not a monologuer. I'm someone who plays off other people. So had they said, for example, we want you to take over for Rush Limbaugh and just do a show by yourself, no interest. Um, I couldn't do it. I know my limitations. So the fact that I get to take the biggest part of my team is, uh, is a, a saving grace for me.
you know, you haven't really made it on KMOX until you get an angry listener email or a phone call that says Robert Highland would be rolling in his grave right now. So that would be your first landmark to hit on the radio station. Yeah, that should take about six minutes. <laughs> six minutes in. It won't take long. Something tells me Mr. Highland's already spinning. Well, that's the thing. It's it's a, a rite of passage, I think, because people that listen to KMOX have listened for their entire life. And they have this expectation in this ownership of the programming that's on there. They're so tied into it with everything else they do. It's a very intimate thing, and I think you'll find that very quickly. Oh, yeah. I'm expecting that. <laughs> okay. Although so, I, get, I get plenty of complaints on my station now. I've been there for 20 years. I still get people saying, like, who's this guy on my station? Get him off. He's this. He's that. He's too liberal. So, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty used to the angry letters. Yeah. Or you'll be six months into the show, and then someone just realizes you're on, and they'll act like they listen every day. <laughs> It'll be oh, like the yeah. first for them. So Monday is the big debut, 2 o'clock on KMOX. No pressure or anything, but this weekend, do you have anything special planned to ramp up your new show, or is it going to be business as usual in the Glover household? You know, probably business as usual. One thing that I have learned, because we all have to learn our craft is a very dramatic, uh, fancy way to say it, but you learn what you're good at and what you're not. And I am not... I'm not good at planning. There was a, a point in my show early on, probably in the first five years, where I was almost literally writing the show. And, and it was just the low point of the show. If I'm good at anything, it's going seat of my pants, I- I- improvisation. And so I have to be careful to be ready, to be prepared, but not to be overly prepared because that's just not what I do. Yeah. Um, and I do have a tendency to want to do that because I want everyone at KMOX to like me. I want my colleagues to like me. I want people to like the show. But I can't sell my soul because no one's going to, you know, no one likes you when you're not doing something authentic. Mm-hmm. I get that. Dave Glover, Monday, 2 o'clock, the debut show on KMOX. Looking forward to hearing your first show, Dave. Thanks for coming on to Overnight America. You bet. Thanks, buddy. And he joins us on the Bomberito Automotive Group guest line. This is Overnight America KMOX. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. 
baseball your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Cardinal Spring Training is underway in Jupiter, Florida. And KMOX's Mike Claiborne is covering it all. Hear his daily reports, mornings and afternoons. And on Cardinals Open Live, sponsored in part by T.R. Hughes Homes. On your voice of the St. Louis Cardinals, KMOX. Welcome back to Overnight America. You can find us online, uh, Ryan Recker Radio on Facebook. Joining us now is Cardinals pitcher Ponce de Leon, Daniel Ponce de Leon, in his new book, One Line Drive. Daniel, thank you so much for joining us tonight on Overnight America. Yeah, thanks for having me on here, Ryan. So I'm not a big X's and O's guy. I know you've talked to all the sports people on the radio station. So the the part about your faith in this book really resonates with me and the book One Line Drive, which people can find now. I wanted to talk to you a little bit about that because there is so much that goes into your own personal story and how God changed your life in so many different ways. When you go back and think about it and, and you write about it and you put it down into words, it's got to be overwhelming for you to just realize and, and recognize all the way God has touched you in your life. Yeah. Um, you, you know, when you're writing a book, especially in these times, you, you got to use precise wording, I, I'd say. Um, and, um, you know, you want to convey the message the right way. And um, I just want the message to be that, you know, God was there for me, especially in those times when I needed him the most. And um, he answered prayers and answered many other people's prayers for me. Yeah. And I realize that why you want to be careful. Do you feel you were afraid you might stray someone in the wrong direction by some of the things you were saying? Uh, I didn't want to come off as hypocritical or... Um, yeah, pretty much hypocritical, and um, so I wanted to live the way I spoke, and so I wanted to make sure everything was correct in that way. Great. I'm sure your family members, your friends, see that in your life, though. They probably recognize some of the changes in your life as you grow stronger in your own faith, and hopefully you find a, a nice support system and people around you that um, maybe even are encouraged by that. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I've built, I haven't personally built up, but, uh, you know, throughout the years, my, my, uh, support system has been built up. You know, it always started with my father. He was the one that started my, like introduced me to the faith. And then, um, and then, you know, as you start going to church and stuff, then, you know, you start having a church that you call home. So I have the church and then also we have, um, you know, the team, I have guys on the team I could speak to as well as, um, you know, we're in little text groups that I could always go to. So I have these different people in my life that I can always go to to find some wisdom. Mm, very good. So I'm wondering, too, and part of your book, you talk about going through college, you talk about draft and how that works. In some cases, a team could show interest then not show interest, and then later they can show interest again. You talked about going back and finishing your senior year through college. And I don't think people necessarily realize what it's like to be a ball player if you're not in the major leagues. You talked about just trying to make a living. And in the minors, it's very difficult to make a living just on your own playing baseball. And I'm glad you wrote about that. Yeah, very difficult. Uh, in the minor leagues, I would say most of the guys have off-season jobs as well. And it's tough to find you know, a job for just a short period because then you would have to leave and then go back. So, um, you know, there's you know, you you have to have like two or three different jobs while you're a minor leaguer. Yeah, there was a, a city I worked in, Lima, Ohio, and I don't remember what the league was. It was a team there 
And they would always look for host families for the players. It was that kind of a small type of league. Did you ever have to live with another family during any of your uh, uh, growing as a player? Yes, uh, I had one in State College, and um, the host family w- was very, very gracious with us. I stayed with another player, too. He hosted two players, me and uh, Foul Ground. We uh, roomed together, and um, you know, he was awesome. And we lived close to the field, too. Isn't that something? You don't realize these things if you have no idea how the system works, that there is even host families that do that sort of thing. And it's all part of the journey. And I, you even talk about the things you would eat during that time, what the organizations would offer up. It's not the biggest Marcus board you can imagine. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, especially in the minor leagues, you're piecing together whatever you can. The first year in state college, you know, the pregame meal was, tortilla with peanut butter and jelly and some goldfish and uh <laughs> you know there wasn't really healthy options it, or it was like the the tray of meats that were already kind of lukewarm at the time as well you know they came out cold <laughs> but they'd been sitting there a while it just was not appetizing as a professional athlete someone that really has to keep their body in shape is it difficult when that's the type of food you have access to Oh yeah, I, I every season for in all the minor leagues, I lose you know anywhere from seven to fifteen pounds depending on how it went. I think my six-year-old son would find it appealing to live only on goldfish. I think if we allowed him, he <laughs> would do that. <laughs> the book is out now called One Line Drive. Daniel Ponce de Leon is joining us, uh, Cardinals pitcher. And if people wanted to find your book, where can they go? They can go to onelinedrive.com. That would take you to anywhere you need to go. Or you can go to Amazon. Uh, that's probably most people's way. Or uh, if you like to go to stores, Barnes & Nobles would be one. So, uh, you know, you got a, a wide array of options. Sure. Part of the book is after the, 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 the moment in your career where there really was a scary moment just a few years ago where you were you hit off the bat you got the ball and they rush you to the hospital and one of the interesting things you talked about was praying and and saying you want god to use you in the way that you want him to use you and you've used that kind of uh, tone in your book a couple of different times you want to go in the direction that god is moving you and you don't know where that is but you want to submit to him and I, I found that so authentic and I loved hearing that because I think so many people even listening right now have been in those moments where they tried to force certain things and they tried to do things what they thought was the way but really they should have opened themselves up they should have prayed about it and they should have been open to the way God was pushing them in that right direction and it seems like you've had a couple of those moments in your life yeah, 100%. Uh, you hit that right on the nose. Um, you know, you, you you always try to, like, earn your way to do things, and uh, we got to remember that Jesus already did the job. You can't add or take away from it. So there's yeah. that salvation part. But there are works that you do need to do, and God will open these doors for you, and uh, you, you just got to step through it, really. And, um, yeah, that prayer that I did pray, it's a, it's a scary prayer. I always, like, you know, when I— it's, it comes up at times in my heart to pray, and I'm like, oh, I don't know. I'm kind of scared to say it, you know. I don't know if I can take another blow to the head. <laughs> I know what you mean. Well, it, it happened to me, too, in my life where I did a prayer like that, and things were not going great. And I was, you know, not happy where I was. And this was just before I moved to St. Louis. I was doing radio in Indiana. And I just wasn't happy. I, I knew what I was doing wasn't something I wanted to continue to do, but it was a paycheck, you know, and I didn't want to 
give up on that without there being something else. And one morning I was with my son. He was, I think, two at the time. And we just did our morning prayers. And I said, all right, whatever you want, God, I'm going to do exactly what you want to do. I'll I'll, uh, submit fully to you. And it was that morning I got fired. And you don't realize those things at first. You think, wow, that is terrible timing. You, You don't think that. But if you submit and you know that God's got you covered, it was exactly the right timing that the opening here at KMOX started. And I was able to apply and go through the process that I wouldn't have been able to do unless I didn't have a job. And ultimately, I moved here and I got the position. And I I look at that and think there's so many times in people's lives where they're afraid to submit because they feel like, you know, there's no safety net there, but there is a safety net. And it's an important message. I'm so glad you write about it. Yeah. Dang, that's that's a crazy story right there. It's amazing. First, it was right there. And you, you got to be careful what you pray for, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I, I already think about some prayers I prayed for. And I, I like I, I asked God, like, hey, can you please ignore that one? You know, I, I have some prayers that, that I regret praying. You know, I think I saw an interview you gave to KSDK. And they said even while you're on the mound playing a game in between pitches, you'll you'll say a prayer. Is that right? Yeah, sometimes um, when I'm getting to uh, when when the emotions start taking over a bit more, I'll step off like, Lord, please help help control me, control the spirit, please, because I get going a bit, and uh, that's not the right way. Mm-hmm. I, I believe to play, so I don't want to play that way. Yeah. Did you have any uh, hesitation in opening up and talking about your life in one line drive? Um. Well. I had hesitation to write this book. I didn't really want to write the book. And, um, you know, it took some convincing from a bunch of different people. And, um, and mainly all the people who reached out to me, uh, said how they affect, how I've affected them in different ways. So, so then once I, I agreed to the book, um, I, I, I had it in my heart that I, I just come out raw. I come out with everything I could. So, this comes as truthful and um, as opening as it can be. And hopefully we can affect the life that way as opposed to, you know, trying to make everything seem all nice and dandy. Yeah. And that's tough sometimes because they look at it and they say, oh, look at your professional ball player. It seems like you got the Cardinals uniform on there. This is the most wonderful thing in the world. And I understand that any professional athlete, any player, they're, they're people too. And they have their own struggles and things they're dealing with that you may not understand it. it, uh, They, you may see them go out there and make a wonderful play, but off the field, there may be things that they're battling too. And it's encouraging to me. You said that you talk to other players and you're able to share your experiences with them. And I'm, it sounds like too, there are a lot of other players of faith that you've been able to connect with. Yeah. um, Cardinals are known for having the, faithful team you know leading it with wayno he he runs the walking with wayno twitter where he reads through the bible and i actually do that same read through as well and i have my own little group that we're doing so it's me my wife my dad and my sister and my aunt all in this little group and we kind of follow the reading and keep each other accountable there and um uh yeah these kind of the cardinals though we got many uh many other guys of faith on that team yeah, and your dad, you mentioned just there. So how has he been important to your life when it comes to encouraging you in your faith? Because it sounds like he's always been there. And I don't know if you've ever gone through moments of your life where times have been, you know, where your faith has been tested and maybe the support from your dad has helped you. 100%. Uh, he's always been there. You know, 
anytime uh, there's something bad that's happening with my life and you know my dad's sometimes not around because you know i'm somewhere across the country you know i'll get an email from him and he'll say d i prayed for you and uh, this was on my heart and then he'll send me scripture of, of whatever came to him at the time so now i've had you know multiple emails from throughout the years of times he's built me up and not only just faithful things but he's he was there for me as a dad you know he he was at every game he coached me as much as he could and when i was a kid um you know, when I needed money in college, you know, I had no money. See, I asked him, like, Dan, can I get a hundred bucks, please? I need some food. He was there, gave me some money for food. Um, you know, he, he was there for everything. And um, I think dads are very essential in kids' lives. And and that that showed me how important it is for a father to father his children. Yeah. One Line Drive is the name of the book. And Daniel Ponce de Leon is joining us. And as a Cardinals pitcher, uh, you got to go to other towns and look at the home crowd. Cardinals fans are the best, aren't they? Yeah, one hundred percent. They are. <laughs> Everyone nice. says that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, even the the traveling teams, anyone that has played for this organization that finds themselves playing somewhere else, they'll say, "Ah, oh, the Cardinals. They were the best. They they just love it." I'm glad that the organization is there, and it it sounds like. They, they have a nice support structure as well to be able to encourage you with uh, other people like, uh, you know, Wainwright, you mentioned, being inside of the organization. I don't know if other teams have that or if it's just a Cardinals thing. Maybe maybe they do, and I just don't know much about the structure of other teams. Yeah, there might be a couple other teams with some guys coming back, but we definitely have one of the most historic teams. And, um, you know, the, and not only that, but the players keep coming back and helping out, and that's nice because – you know, nothing better to hear than from an old, older player that's been through and done it before. You know, that's that's what you call wisdom. Yeah. You know, I was curious, uh, you you wear number 62. Is there any story behind that? No, that was the number they gave me. And I actually switched to number 32 this year. And yeah. there's no story behind that either other than <laughs> me dropping 30 points, really. <laughs> it just it doesn't matter. You didn't have a carryover number from when you were younger that you had to have. Or did you have any players that you just love so much you wanted their number well the problem is, is that the cardinals have so many retired numbers that you have slim pickings you know and um you know all the all the good numbers are really taken i was number 14 for most of my career in different sports and i'm pretty sure that one is retired yeah. and um i, I um, think any you know, there, any kid uh Oh, I'm sorry. I was going to say any kid that gets up onto the mound or if they're just playing in the neighborhood, they always have that player that they want to be like, oh, I'm going to be so-and-so. Was there one player you watched growing up that you always wanted to, you always wanted to be? Um, I, I'm not sure about growing up. I, I watched basketball more as a kid, uh, mm-hmm. you know, Kobe Bryant guy. Um, sure. But um the pitcher that i modeled myself after uh throughout you know my younger days was roy holiday i always wanted to throw a sinker and a cutter and a big old curveball that he did and so i modeled myself i even had his windup for a couple years uh and um he was my guy that's cool Uh, you know i've never really asked this from a guest and i feel like it's okay to ask you this if you don't mind but since uh, a lot of your book uh, one line drive talks about your faith um, would you like to say a prayer for our country, for our city on the show tonight? Oh, yeah. Uh, you want me to say it? I would love for you to do that. Okay. Um, well, man, that, this would, there was this Billy Graham prayer that I read, and it was a prayer for the nation, and it was a beautiful prayer. But um, 
Yeah, I could pray for us. Great. Okay. Father, we come to you together. Um, even though it's through the phone, um, we're two in spirit right here, and we pray to you, Lord, that that you help uh, you help the Christians out in this country. Help us stand up for who we are and be proud. Be proud of your name, Jesus. And I pray, Lord, that you help bless bless those who call on your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. That was nice. Thank you. Uh, so the book, One Line Drive, Daniel Ponce de Leon. Again, if people wanted to find your book, which you talk about a lot of your career, but also how faith plays into it, uh, where can people look for your book? You can look for it on Amazon.com, OneLineDrive.com, and uh, Barnes & Nobles. That's great. I really enjoyed the time. And like I said, I'm not an X's and O's type of guy. I, I do enjoy watching baseball, but, uh, you know, I, I watched a lot of hockey growing up. I was a big hockey fan. Okay. And but I, I love talking about faith and how that impacts people. And I'm so encouraged to see this book and the, the different impact it's having on people's lives and being able to come on tonight. I really appreciate the time, Daniel. Thank you for coming on to KMOX. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. And thank you again for helping me share my faith and our faith, really. And um, Yes. Anytime. Hopefully, anytime. Hopefully we see each other one day. I hope so, too. Uh, Daniel Ponce de Leon joining us here on Overnight America's book, One Line Drive. Make sure to check it out. And if you're someone of faith, um, a Bible believer, go ahead and get that book. He joins us on the Bomberito Automotive Group guest line. This is Overnight America KMOX. Now back to Overnight America on KMOX. Sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts, michaelsflooringoutlet.com. Wow, wasn't he great? Daniel Ponce de Leon, Cardinals pitcher, his new book, One Lined Drive. He's had interviews, I think, almost with every radio program on the station. I think he's been on every one. And I booked that about a month and a half ago. And I'm glad I did. It was great. I'm glad that he took some time for us here at night, too. And that was a live interview. So you were able to hear him be able to take some time out of his night. It's uh, truly refreshing to be able to talk to someone uh, about their faith like that. And I, I just thought it was great. I'm glad that we were able to do it. So in the next hour, we got a lot to uh, get to. And I, I might have to save these stories. I had a couple of vaccine updates for you. But if you wanted to between now and then, if you go to KMOX.com, one of the big headlines, mega vaccination set for Forest Park Community College in St. Louis next week. And if you are someone that has been waiting for it and you don't want to travel a couple of hours to get a vaccine, and rightfully so, it looks like they're finally starting to unroll this. I think a lot of school districts are getting their teachers vaccinated now, even in Illinois. I think they're the, what the St. Clair County Jail. Um, I think they're starting to receive their vaccines too. So the inmates are getting it next hour. We might uh, cover that, but we're also going to talk to Richard a green. He's the author of a book called agents of deceit. He talks about how dysfunctional the IRS is. Let's gang pile in the IRS. I'm fine with that. We'll also talk vaccine talk with Dr. Dean Finelli coming up on overnight America. Don't go anywhere. It's KMOX. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.